Hi, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Every Mom Needs a Friend. I wanted to start with a little housekeeping, if that's okay. And I know that y'all have heard this a lot, but you know that I am working on building this sweet baby in my belly. And I am just so, so pumped to get to meet her via C-section on October 1st. Woo! So for obvious reasons, I am going to take off some time after having her. So y'all will have to bear with me through those several weeks. But I also have this really deep desire to really deep dive over the next few weeks to document how I have and how I am currently preparing for this baby. Oh, I think you'll hear cliche things like packing my hospital bag, but also what I have on my honeydew list, if you ever heard of people calling it that. But truly, and most importantly, I would say how I'm mentally preparing for this huge transition, y'all. Whoa. I just feel like I'm really leaning into the documentation side of this podcast where I can't wait for Baby Plant to one day be able to go back and listen to how her mom was thinking about her and praying for her even before meeting her. So next week's episode, will start that three-part series. So look forward to that. But for today, I have a fun one ahead because it's something I've had on my to-do list for a while. And it's to go through this exercise or worksheet, you could call it, called the 10-10-10. I don't know if y'all have done anything like this, but it's where you create a list of three sets of 10 under the three headings of 10 things I love to do, 10 of my desires, and 10 things I'm grateful for. So this is something that you can see as a great way to benchmark yourself and maybe do with your spouse every couple years. And this will help, I think, keep things in perspective, but also see growth and changes that inevitably you're going to go through and you'll get to celebrate and really spur on gratitude. So although many parts of this podcast feel super exposing to me, this episode, I really think you're going to get a little glimpse behind what makes up who I am. And I just would love to see how we overlap. And I hope at the end of the day, you can cover me with grace for ways we maybe disagree. So without further ado, let's jump into my 10, 10, 10. Okay, so the 10, 10, 10. I am excited to talk about these three sections. So the first section is things I love to do. Let me start by saying that if I haven't already said this, these are in no particular order. I really thought about maybe I should try to do like most to least or least to most, whatever, but I'm just not. I'm just gonna talk through these 10 items per list and maybe some things will kind of emerge as like this is definitely a top one. But at the end of the day, let me just talk about the 10 items that I love to do, the 10 items that I desire and the 10 items I'm grateful for. So let's start with things I love to do. So workout. I love to work out. And y'all have known that Zumba has been at the top of my list currently. It's been a lot of things. I mean, my whole life, I've always played sports and just kind of recently, I would say in the last five years, I've loved the Peloton or kind of being outside running, walking, that type of thing. So truthfully, I think I just love working out. And I honestly think I just love the feeling of getting a good sweat in. But truthfully, the post-workout bliss of accomplishment, that is just great. (laughs) Okay, second is shopping. So as shallow as this one sounds, I'm not really concerned with that because I truly just love the act of finding new pieces either for myself or others. And I love, love, love the ease and scope of online shopping. And I do it a lot. And I just think that with online shopping, everything's accessible. So you don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed into what's in your town or where are you traveling to. But even with that being said, I think I just love the act of being in person, touching and trying on and hunting through a shopping mall as like 80s or 90s as that sounds. I just love being in a shopping mall. Okay, and then date nights. So love date nights. And y'all know that I love truly doing anything with Christopher. And I wanted to call this one 
going to restaurants or eating at restaurants with Christopher, because especially while I'm not pregnant, my favorite part of being at a restaurant is the first interaction with the server because it's predictable and happy and I get to order a glass of Prosecco. But even with all of that goodness, I think when I peel it back, I actually just love the moment when Christopher and I get to walk out the door when we have a babysitter and hop in the car. I think it's because I actually care less about where we are going or what we're doing, but I think the initial moment when we get to back out of the driveway, just the two of us, just brings me back or reminds me of college Christopher and Anna where we were free as birds and got to explore and chat and soak up every moment together. So I'll call this one simply date nights. And I think also I'll just call it date nights because this summer we've substituted date nights at restaurants for date nights hitting tennis balls at our club. And in New Hampshire, we would sometimes substitute it for hikes or long walks. So it really doesn't matter what I'm doing. I just truly love the act of dating my sweet Christopher. Okay, number four, making and eating sourdough. So for this one, it's a relatively new one, not even like two years in the making. I have been making sourdough, but my dear friend Rachel taught me and I have just never looked back because y'all know, if you know, there's something absolutely magical about fresh sourdough out of the oven with melted butter on it. And just as an aside, this has been a request to do an episode about sourdough. And I think I'm going to, because guess what? My dear friend Rachel is going to come out and visit me. So I think it'd be an easy time for me and her to kind of chat about that. So look forward to that coming up in the fall, but okay. Also, in the spirit of indulging in sourdough, another one I love is drinking wine with my favorite people. I just love, love, love wine and probably specifically anything bubbly because of the celebratory aspect of it. But what actually makes me the most happy is when I'm with my favorite people and we all get to sit down and do like an initial cheers. I love a cheers. And I love that we have like a full bottle and a full conversation ahead to connect and enjoy like a great glass of wine with my favorite people. Okay, another one includes wine, but it's not wine, I promise. But kind of a more recent love in the last couple years is I love puzzles. I love the productivity and the centeredness of puzzles, but I also like keeping on theme. I love to have a good snack or a glass of wine in a hand and my other hand be working on a puzzle. I just feel like because I have to focus just enough, I don't have to have the space to worry about the next thing or the time. So it's kind of a carefree feeling, which when I say that, I kind of cringe or want to pause here and make fun of myself because me indicating that puzzles are carefree makes me kind of want to compare myself to someone else who's actually adventurous and spontaneous and whatever their version of carefree is. I think let's just say it's not sitting in their jammies with a glass of cab and like working on a rifle paper company puzzle. So, but puzzles, they're great. Okay, so then getting my nails done. Love getting my nails done. This started with my mom taking me before the first day of school each year. She would take me to get my nails done and I realized that I absolutely felt just so happy when I got to look down at a fresh manicure. So pretty much my whole life I've enjoyed this, but as an adult, I've had full years where I truly would go every two to three weeks to get my nails done. So dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I mean, that's a lot of money, but it was just so enjoyable to me. And by the way, it's the easiest icebreaker I've seen. If I'm sitting next to someone that I don't know, but they have really cute nails, I just have absolutely no problem striking up a conversation. And I feel like it's almost an art of how long I can actually chat about nail theory and colors and types of treatments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, if y'all want an episode on that, I guess I could talk about that at some point. (laughs) But okay, so then another one, catching up with people on the phone. This one, full disclosure, is one that Christopher added to the list. And I kind of wanted to disagree because I never feel like I have enough time to catch up with my people on the phone. And in fact, I think I always, and I hope y'all maybe have a little bit of this too, but I have like a slight guilt that I'm always needing to call someone back. I'm always like on the deficit side of that. But I think what I realize is every day, Christopher's common question at dinner is, who did you chat with today? And although most likely it's probably the same like three-ish people, it really does bring me joy to talk to people.
people about their day and get a snippet of, you call it proximity, even though we could be thousands of miles apart. So I do love catching up on the phone with people. And then another one is slow mornings and coffee. So I wanted to call this one hosting and I almost replaced it with that. But I realized that what I love to do, even though I love to host people in my home, either for like dinner or I absolutely love when people come and visit me and stay overnight. But the truth of it is I love in the morning when everyone's lounging around with a cup of coffee in hand, wearing their PJs and their robes and getting to lightly chit chat about anything and everything. And there's no agenda on the calendar. This reminds me that Christopher's grandfather said, you know, we're on pig time pig time, like P-I-G, pig time. And what he meant by that is we'd always say, Dune, what does that mean? And he'd say, well, what's time to a pig? And it's true. So I think I love having pig time in the morning with a cup of coffee with my favorite people. And I will say this is usually paired with like delicious scones or pastries or some sort of snag and grab breakfast so that there isn't any pressure to do anything really. So I love those mornings. And then I'll end it with this, that one of the things I love to do is just this podcast. And I'll say it goes without being said, but actually it feels like I say it a lot, that doing this podcast is just so fun for me. I've loved every part of it, planning, recording, editing, posting, everything. And nothing feels like a drag. So I'm just thankful that I pushed myself over a year ago to press record the first time. But okay, those are my 10 things I love to do. Let me jump into 10 things that are desires of mine or my 10 desires. Okay, number one, and it kind of feels like it is my number one, be closer to family. You'll know it. You'll know that I have lived a couple different places, several different places, and a lot of those places did not have family in the town. And it's been hard. It's been hard over the years. I've had to refine what family is because family is the people that are in my house. But I do miss my siblings, my parents, all of our extended family. And we're just so far away. We're the farthest away I feel like we've been in a long time. So I just desire to one day live closer to family, driving distance at least, I'll say. Okay, another one of my desires is I have been to Europe before. I'm sure a lot of y'all have been to Europe before. I've specifically been to like Italy, France, like all these places where wine is obviously an important part. But my love for bubbles, as I've talked about a hundred times on this episode, so there's a certain type of champagne called Vouve or Clicquot, and it has been a dream of mine to go drink a glass of Vouve at Vouve. So if you know, you know. (laughs) And um, okay, so then what's another of my desire? Another one of my desires is to own a home with a big backyard. We have had this in the past. We have had a really sweet home with a really big backyard and that's been really cool. And I've just realized that as I've lived in different places, city life, suburban life, rural life, that I don't know where I actually want to end up, but I do know that I want a home with a big backyard or at least the ability to kind of feel like I am like being refreshed in my own space. And part of that comes with having green and a backyard and grass to mow, or I guess I should say grass for Christopher to mow, because I've actually never mowed a lawn before. Have y'all mowed a lawn before? I've never done it. But one day I will own a home with a big backyard. And then, okay, another one. I love this one. I'm so glad I put this one on the list. Okay, I, growing up, would always go see the Nutcracker with my dad. It would be, as you know, a Christmas tradition. And we have the sweetest pictures of my mom, like curling my hair or 
getting me ready and it's like I was going on a true like proper date with my dad and we always saw the Nutcracker and we always sat in usually the exact same box at this beautiful theater in downtown Louisville and we would go to dinner before and it was always a very fancy dinner. I remember even at a young age thinking like wow this feels very fancy and luxurious and one thing that my dad made as like a huge effort and very intentional component of this evening is we'd sit down at dinner. I remember being really young and doing this and we I remember being 20 years old and still doing this but he would he would talk through the year so we would start with January we'd be eating our dinner and he'd say talk to me about January and he wouldn't let me spill into February it had to be that we had to stay within January and talk everything about January and this was before like me having my own cell phone so I really had to just use my memory to be like what did we do in January and talk about my favorite parts or talk about hard parts or at that point I'd be talking about like whatever soccer game I was doing and we would work through the year in month increments and it was just so sweet and it felt like for my dad who was a very busy man he really took the time to just slow down and talk to me about each month and honestly thinking about what I'm doing today like 10 10 10 and my desires and goals and things I'm grateful for that's basically what we were doing at that dinner and it was just so beautiful to have this uninterrupted time with my dad and for him to really set a tone for like what I should expect in a man and how he should treat me. So thank you, dad, for that. But obviously, like I said, we would then go see the Nutcracker and I love the Nutcracker ballet. I love the story. It's been so cool to see it over my whole life because obviously it's the same story, but different productions do their own take or have different openings or whatever but they always have like you know the very set things and I just know I've like scream cheered for like my certain favorite parts so I just love the Nutcracker so truly my desire would be that Christopher would get to do the same thing with each of our girls and although maybe they wouldn't get like their one-on-one time with him I feel like they would still get the mimicking of that intentionality and that beauty of like dressing up and just being like a little girl and even at 20 I felt like my dad's little girl going to the Nutcracker with him and getting treated like a princess. So I know Christopher is like, that's like Christopher written all over it. So looking forward to that. And that is one of my desires. And then another one that is just obviously even out of this world, like the most important thing is to see all my girls get baptized, to see all my girls like decide to put their faith and trust in Jesus and ultimately to choose him and like live outside of themselves and get to see something that they do independently, but that I get to celebrate as something that it's been a desire in my heart and something I've been praying for but then also like the joy of knowing that we get to spend eternity together but then also in that same vein I'll jump to a very like funny one and this was like a very easy one for me to like type down when I was taking my notes is have all the kids be able to swim so if you're a parent you know that when it becomes summertime or if you're traveling to a hotel and you have a pool or if you have a pool in your backyard lucky enough to have one in your backyard you have this like gut feeling of like obviously you want to keep your kids safe and if your kids can't swim you have this fear constantly that they're going to wander into the pool and drown. I know for me that isn't something that like debilitates me. I have friends and siblings who like can't even like be near a pool with kids because it gives them so much anxiety. But I have to believe that there is a moment where your youngest kid fully knows how to swim and you get to have that sit by the pool, read a book, don't have to watch your kids all the time as they swim and enjoy, you know, being a kid in the summer jumping into a pool. 
So having the kids all be able to swim, big desire of mine. <laughs> and so, okay, another one is, so y'all know that previously before living in Seattle, we lived in New Hampshire and we left a lot of our heart in New Hampshire. So this is more of a short-term desire, but I am just so ready to go back and visit New Hampshire. It will be such a joy to get drive through Bedford where we used to live or see our friends. And I just love the state of New Hampshire. It has so much to offer, like go explore New Hampshire. This is paid by Explore New Hampshire. I'm joking. I love New Hampshire. It has everything. It has the beach. It has the mountains. It has the most amazing people. And just, it's really up there. It's real tucked up there. So it's a cool part of the country that not a lot of people, I think, explore. So definitely visit New Hampshire. Okay, another one that obviously is really like quickly approaching is for a baby plant to be here. So that's an easy one. It's a desire of mine, but the real desire y'all is just for her to be sleeping through the night. It is something that I think Christopher and I talk about maybe on a daily basis, probably too much, but we just know that that's like such a huge like weight off your shoulders when your kids start sleeping through the night. And I know for every kid is different, for every family it's different. So I'm not like putting a time like sleeping through the night at this age, but I just know the moment when she starts sleeping through the night, we will get to go like H-E-L-L, yeah, like we did it. <laughs> We're excited sleeping through the night. Now we can sleep independently in our room and you know, all the things. So, so excited for plan to be here and so excited for her to ultimately one day sleep through the night. So let's see two more things. So one is having siblings come visit. So I have had the joy of many of my siblings on both sides, really making the effort over the years to visit me in all the different places that I've lived. But at this current stage, just a year in, we haven't had the chance to have all of our siblings come visit. On both sides, we are missing certain siblings that haven't been able to come out yet. And you know, my nieces, nephews, that type of thing. And so just, I love my siblings on both sides. Like it is such a joy that I have all these people that I get to call like family chosen or by blood and so having them come visit I just big desire of mine and y'all know my siblings who are listening to this right now y'all know that I'm like peppering you all the time with like when are you visiting when are you visiting so big desire of mine Another one and a really cool one kind of in the vein of like seeing my girls like love Jesus is attend all of my daughter's weddings. One of those things that obviously people talk to me about when they say like, oh, three girls, like you're going to pay for three weddings. Like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. The joy of getting to experience my daughters, A, of course, love Jesus, but find a man who loves Jesus and loves them and then get to watch them get married and go off and have the start of their family. Whoa. Like, is there anything cooler than that on this earth? that is like the Disney World times a million and just like the joy of them being in their beautiful wedding dress and seeing the other girls be their bridesmaids like there's just it's such a desire of mine it's just so beautiful so those are my desires those are my 10 desires that currently just popped up in my head and okay so the last list is the 10 things that I'm grateful for so simply and easily I'm just going to keep this ball rolling and the first thing I'm thankful for is Jesus and ultimately the people who have taught me about him that teach me about him on a daily basis, but have taken the time over my whole life over the countless moments thus far as I am 31 years old that have mimicked Jesus, his hands and feet, the bodies of people that I've gotten to call brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm just so thankful for them because it takes effort and your story is not just this independent, like you just independently found Jesus. It is all these people who come alongside of you and in bad times and good times show you consistency and show you obedience and discipline, but also teach you ultimately about the love that Jesus is. So easy enough, I am grateful and so thankful for those people. Secondly, and sorry to be cliche, but 
my husband, y'all know Christopher is the best thing in the whole world. Everyone needs a Christopher. So, so thankful for him. I could talk about him for a hundred years. So I'm just going to say my sweet husband. Also, cliche, my kids. So y'all know we have these two girls and then this third girl on the way. So I never thought I would be a mom of three, a mom of three girls. I truly thought I was going to be a boy mom. What is so funny is that I feel like when I've talked to people about this, they're like, oh yeah, I thought I was going to be a boy mom too. And if you knew me growing up, you probably thought like, oh, she's tomboyish. Like she's definitely going to be like a good like boy mom, soccer mom, whatever, which break all the gender stereotypes. I am just so excited for my three girls. And I assume one of them is going to play soccer. Girls, if you're listening to this and none of you do, that is okay. But I truly love the idea that I just have these three girls to call mine. I'm so thankful. Would not change it for the world. Could not consider having three boys. Could not consider even having one boy. So if Lord willing, we have another baby and that baby's a boy, and I'm sure it will just completely change my mind. But we are just so grateful and over the moon that we have these three girls and we are a girl family. And then even just thinking about as I'm recording this in my home, I'm so grateful for my comfortable home. I don't know where you are, where you're listening to this, but Seattle or where we are specifically in Seattle, there's just such a homeless population and no reason to like deep dive into this, but just that I am constantly reminded that I get to pull into a garage and go upstairs and we have the safety and security of a roof over our head and it's very comfortable and really beautiful and I get to furnish it with all these beautiful things and it's just one of those things that it's really good to like pause and be like whoa this is very comfortable and really sweet and not everybody has this so 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 thankful for my comfortable home and another thing so number five being a stay-at-home mom so in my comfortable home I get to spend a lot of time at home with my three girls. Ellie did just start preschool. So it's very funny to start entering in the school years and wonder what that's going to look like. But even looking backwards to the past, like four over four years of being a stay-at-home mom, I'm like, whoa, what a dream and a joy. And it's something I've wanted and something so cool that I get to live out. So, so thankful for that. And truthfully thankful for everybody in the way that they construct their own lives and their gratefulness for that. But for me, I'm just so thankful that I get to do this every day. It's the coolest job and it fits my wheelhouse. And I'm thankful. Another thing feels cliche. I feel like why is a couple of these just feeling so cliche, but it's just so good is my health. And when I think about health, I think about a big form, but also like daily health. Like y'all know I've been dealing with this sty and it's been horrible, but it's reminded me that there's been a whole lifetime of my life where I haven't had styes. And so it is momentary, but people go through really tough things. And I am so thankful that my immediate family is not going through anything health wise that is super scary right now. So it would be silly to not be so grateful and to say out loud that I'm thankful for health. And then I felt like it's just so clear and so important to to be thankful and grateful for my parents and for Christopher's parents. They help us so much, even from so far away. They take the time to come out and visit us and help take care of our kids. And I'm thankful for their marriages and the choices that they've made and how they've set us up for success. So I'm just so thankful for our parents. And along with people in my life, I'm thankful for all my different friends at different seasons. So, so grateful. There has been so many people that have moved through all different seasons with me. There's friends that I've had only in certain seasons or in certain places, but I'm still so, so grateful for them. And although this feels like 
a really self-centered statement. Every single person has been a part of my story. So those people that have intersected with my lives, I'm so thankful for however much they intersect with me. It's so crucial and important to who I am and how I've become who I am. And so I can be thankful for my best friend, Kaylin, who I've known since I was 11. But I also can be thankful for whoever person that I met and had a brief interaction with and only had a little season of life with them. Everybody is important. And it's really just really sweet to look at all these different people that I get to call friends and part of my support system. And truly with that, it reminds me, another thing I'm grateful for is I wanted to call this growth or it could be called maturity or perspective. I just feel like, not that I'm like old, but I don't know what I thought I would be when I was 31, but I definitely thought that's old. (laughs) But I also look at my mom who's double my age and she is my best friend and she has the best perspective. But like, what was she like at 31? What was she like when she was 15? Really, my point here is that I can, at this point in my life, look backwards and know that I have grown and known that I have matured. And what's cool is that when I've been faced with things that may be faced with in a different season, I know I'd handle really poorly. I can know now, wow, thank the Lord that I am a more refined version of myself and I'm not maybe getting out of sorts or maybe making this about myself or I'm able to show that person grace where in other areas of my life I wouldn't have been able to. And I definitely can remember times in my life when I definitely didn't choose the high road. And so growth and maturity and perspective, even though, again, it feels very self-centered, but it's like, it is cool to see like, wow, I am growing. I am making better choices, if that's the right way to say it. But truly, I just am thankful. And I have a lot of people to credit that. That is not me. That is Jesus and refinement through him, but also all these people that come around me and have been great examples and my sweet husband who's talked me off ledges. But yeah, I just think all of that goes into growth maturity perspective. And then the last thing I'll say is that I'm grateful for new things. And this comes with totally the feeling of my life has been a series of new things for the past gosh, like nine years, 10 years. I just, it's always been new. In fact, what's hard is I feel like I haven't had a lot of consistency, except I guess I could say my family, my husband, but a lot of things have changed. And to be able to go, wow, I'm so thankful for new things. That even feels like a new version of Anna. But it's just really cool to think that over the years, I've been able to find new passions and new hobbies. Like I mentioned sourdough, but also tennis and this podcast, obviously. It is just cool to be able to go, wow, there's new things build me up, fill my cup, and to have like the privilege of having the time to get to do these type of things and explore new things and kind of create new joys in my life. That is really sweet and something I'm very, very grateful for. But with that, I don't know if you're keeping track, but that is 10, 10, 10. That is 10 things I love to do, 10 of my desires, and 10 things I'm grateful for. What a joy and what a good exercise to go through this, especially on the cusp of a new baby and some changes coming. I really just feel full of gratitude right now and thankful for y'all listening to me every week. And I hope y'all enjoy this as much as I do. But with that being said, enjoy your day and week and I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Love y'all so much. Bye.